When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, for years, I've played with all sorts of rather unconventional aquarium ideas. Excuse me, pretty much all of them were attempts to simulate on some level aspects of, you know, various wild aquatic habitats, which, you know, caught my fancy at one time or another. Stuff like, you know, functional representations of Varzea grasslands, Igapo flooded forests, um, acid pools, muddy brackish mangrove estuaries, rice paddies, etc., etc., etc. Now, I didn't do these just to, you know, set something up just to look like the habitat and not a biotope aquarium in that I was trying to create a primarily aesthetic recreation of the habitat in question. Rather, I was setting things up as a functional, sustainable aquatic display, which captured the, the essence of these habitats intended to operate for extended periods of time. Over the long term, a lot of people ask me this, though, over the long term, how do you create and manage something like a stagnant pool habitat, for example, or an African savanna mud hole for killifish or whatever? Well, you use what I like to call creative compensation. You're like, huh? What's that, Fellman? Another one of your goofy expressions? Yeah, probably. But it sums up my approach pretty well, actually. Here's essentially what it means. For example, when I say compensation, for example, if you're going to create an aquarium which attempts to mimic the function of an environment, which is challenging to manage, like a mud hole, you need to compensate with techniques or equipment to do so. Now, this is not revolutionary thinking here, but it's something a lot of hobbyists don't consider when they ponder their bucket list of aquarium ideas. And sadly, many of them give up way too easily. They just say, ah, I can't do this. It's too hard. Yet in many cases, you simply need to come up with a different mindset to make a mental shift to create and to manage a system like this. You can execute it. You just need to rethink what's important to you. For example, when I developed my urban agapo idea, I knew that in order to run the tank for an indefinite period of time, it would become necessary to step up water exchanges or other nutrient export mechanisms in lieu of filtration in these tiny tanks that I was working with. I mean, sure, I could have run a power filter, a small internal filter, or even a canister, but the risk of mixing the substrate up constantly was just too great and it was annoying. When you play along the fringes of what's considered normal or even acceptable in the aquarium hobby, you need to compensate in other ways like devising alternative nutrient export mechanisms, stepped-up water exchanges or lack of filtration or whatever, compensating factors. Now, most of the compensating factors which we need to embrace in the aquarium hobby, I believe, are mental, especially in our little sector of botanical method aquariums. We've talked about them so much over the years that I almost sound like a cheap cliche of myself sometimes, right? Yet it's true. We have to compensate by mentally shifting to understand what's going on in our tanks, This is really not that difficult to understand, right? And then there's those other factors, attributes that we acquire in our aquarium work, like patience, for example. Patience was something that I've accumulated over a lifetime of fish keeping. It wasn't just something that I had, mind you. Rather, I think that the attribute of patience 
really arose when I was a young, you know, fish geek, a kid with only one tank, very limited funds, and a whole lot of wants. I had to move slowly. I had to plan. I had to save and simply be patient. I had to do one thing at a time. I had to compensate for what I couldn't afford to buy by either making, collecting, or cobbling together things that I needed. When you can only afford a few fishes or a few pieces of equipment at a time, you just learn to be patient. It's a compensating factor for sure. Often, you know, when we compare our aquariums and their function to what happens in natural aquatic habitats, the compensations that we need to make are, are pretty obvious. It seems like just about everything we do in aquarium keeping involves some sort of understanding and some sort of rite of passage or barrier to entry before you achieve exactly what you want to achieve, right? Again, compensation. You know, a little challenge or a gauntlet that you need to get through somehow before ultimately getting to where you want to be. Like, your tank may start out easily, but after a short period of time, there it is waiting for you, that challenge. And there's only one way to go if you want to progress forward. It's time to throw down. I see this with crystal clarity in the botanical method aquariums that we love so much here. You know, a week or two after completing your, you know, setup and getting your prepared botanicals into your aquarium, there come the biofilms and the fungal growths. And of course, these will grow at a rate which is a bit unpredictable, yet often peak and either pass in a relatively short period of time or wane to a more desirable level. Desirable is, of course, a relative term for us. But the point is, to a lot of people, that's like, oh my God, this is something that I have to get through mentally. I have to think about this. Knowing that it will always be present in your botanical method aquarium is a real rite of passage for everybody involved in this game. It requires an adjustment to our expectations, a mental shift. You simply have to understand what these growths are and why they form and then celebrate them instead of simply fearing them. You begin to understand and appreciate things like biofilms, fungal growths, decomposition, and what they mean to the ecology of a closed aquatic ecosystem. And then you accept and indeed celebrate the progression and the many unique characteristics of botanical method systems. Your viewpoint has changed. You've compensated by understanding. In our world, it means understanding that the stuff you're seeing in your aquariums, the stuff which might freak you out a bit, is exactly what you'll see in nature. You've made a mental shift that will equip you well to advance in your journey with this type of aquarium. You've crossed the mental barrier and come out on the other side. It's an achievement we're celebrating, isn't it? Breaking through barriers is part of the game in this hobby. Yeah, the shit you have to go through before you get exactly what you want. It's not always fun. It's not always pretty to many of you. Oftentimes challenging and perhaps annoying to say the least. Only those aquarists who prove their mettle by not shirking from the challenges or calling it quits reap those ultimate rewards. Our botanical method aquarium world asks a lot from the hobbyist. I totally get that. It requires an understanding, compensating, and understanding that what we celebrate is beautiful here. It's dramatically different than anything that the rest of the aquarium world even sees as remotely tolerable. You know, tinted, turbid water, stringy biofilm growths, sediment, detritus, all that stuff. Stuff that makes most hobbyists cringe even at the thought of it in their tanks. We're not afraid because we look beyond the simple appearance and we understand the function and the benefits of these characteristics in our systems and how they're so prevalent in nature too. I hit on this theme over and over and over again because it's absolutely fundamental, foundational to the Botanical Method Aquarium. We're simply dealing with aesthetics and functions that have been shunned, 
vilified and reviled by hobbyists for decades. And look, it's okay. My goal isn't to convince the entire aquarium hobby that a tinted, turbid, you know, biofilm-filled tank is the ultimate in beauty. I get it. Most aquariums simply can't wrap their minds around that and accept it as gorgeous in any way. It makes sense. We're not brought up to believe that stuff. Of course, it's also possible to embrace many of the elements in our types of aquariums while still accepting a more traditional look. It's not all about the earthy, over-the-top, in-your-face natural look you see me rant about so often here. It simply involves compensating. Think about that for a little bit. That's today's simple thought. Stay curious. Stay bold. Stay enthusiastic. Stay excited. Stay diligent. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.